Welcome to Tell Me More Live, the recorded version of our monthly storytelling night at the Push Comedy Theater in Norfolk, Virginia. For our show in May, we told tales of courage, with the word of the night being transformations. I have to warn you, though, we had a few audio issues this month, but the stories are still truly worth the listen, so in this recording, former Virginian pilot features editor Robert Morris shares a story about nerds and comic cons. All right, so I'm on a plane flying from Sioux Falls, South Dakota to Indianapolis, Indiana, and I'm in the middle of a piss epiphany. I'm with four of my friends, my best friends, and we're going to a Star Wars convention in Indianapolis. It's actually called Star Wars Celebration. They used to roll these things out, kind of like before a new film, and all the fans would come together, and you'd see snippets of the new movies and ta- see uh, the actors talk about scenes and all that. And we're flying, and we're talking about how awesome it's going to be and how excited we are to just you know, be in the same room as George Lucas and how the, we're going to be part of all these cool nerds, and we're all going to come together in the unity of uh, Star Wars. And then all of a sudden, my friend Tony just blurts out, It's all piss, man. And we're just like, what? We look at him. And remember, we're in a plane. Everybody turned to look at him. And he just goes, it's piss, man. And he's talking about that scene in the first Star Wars movie when, like, you know, Leia and Luke and Han and Chewie, they fall in this trash compactor. I don't know if you all remember. And they're standing in water. And Tony's, like, Tony starts going, okay, you know, they're in the Death Star, and, like, there's toilets there, and, like, they're flushing, and the stuff goes somewhere, and it's in there, and that's piss, man. And we're like, oh, my God, this guy's a genius. You know, we'd never thought about this before. And, you know, we're sitting there like, this is, this is what the whole weekend's going to be like. We're going to be talking about weird bits of Star Wars, and we're going to get new enlightenment from it. And we're so excited for this thing, man. It's like we're going to have the best weekend of our lives. Next day, we're at the thing, and it's cool, man. You walk around, you see people in costume. You see, like, you know, 14-foot-tall R2-D2s made of Legos. And you see, like, 18 different women dressed up like Princess Leia in the slave outfits. And all the guys are going gaga over them. And we're kind of in heaven. But the more you look, it becomes kind of disappointing because you see these, like, groups of Jedi or people dressed like Jedi, and you're like, these guys have, like, nacho-filled guts, and they walk five feet, and they have to get their inhalers out. They're not going to save anybody, you know? And you see the Leia's, and they're like, they're really not that hot, you know? They're just nerds like we all are. And then you see, like, a guy dressed up like Darth Vader, and you're like, God, that guy looks badass. You walk over, and you look at him, but the guy's got, like, four-inch lifts on his shoes, and he's got this cool speaker box where his voice is modulated, like the character's supposed to be, but it's also got this really pronounced lisp, where, you know, he's like, you will bow before the fourth, and you're like, <laughs> you know. So I'm like, it's kind of crashing my dreams, man. You know, I thought this was going to be this great adventure, and it's kind of just like, we want to make fun of everybody. So we're kind of bummed. We still have a good time, don't get me wrong. We're kind of bummed. That night, we're walking around downtown Indy. I'm going to go to some bars and stuff and eat some food. And we're thinking, all right, so we're going to go out and party. And we're going to find some, some geeks, some nerds like us. Except we don't, because it's really bizarre. I mean, there's 73,000 people who showed up just for this convention. And we're walking around Indy, and it's like a ghost town, man. It's like you don't see people in costumes walking at night. We go to the strip clubs. There's nobody in there dressed like Chewbacca. We go to the White Castle, and like... You don't see a guy dressed like Boba Fett eating hamburgers next to the homeless guy talking about God, you know? And we're just like, this is bizarre. So we're walking, and we see this dive bar called the Whistle Stop. And we're just like, oh, might as well go in. They got a sign to say, like, three jello shots for a dollar. And we're like, hey, why not, man? And we're like, maybe there'll be some nerds in here. We get in there. It's just us, and it's two old guys who, like, look, they've been drinking since, like, the 1920s. <laughs> and they just, they start, they start making fun of us because we're Star Trek fans, apparently. And like, so we're like, oh, God, this is kind of lame still. 
then we look and see these two guys walking by the door outside, no, leading to the outside of the bar. And Tony again, the loudmouth, goes, nerds! We're just like, oh shit. And they're like, they stop and they look at us like they want to fight, man. And Tony goes, nerds! Star Wars! He's, you know, he's wearing a shirt, they had some shirts that said Star Wars. He's like, come on, drink with us, get some jello shots. And they kind of let down their guard, like, all right, come in. And we're talking to him. And it turns out they weren't there for the convention as fans. They were actually hired to be actors. They had part of the show called Star Wars in 30 Minutes, where it's like these actors, they condense the first three movies into one 30-minute performance. And it's really, really fun. If you ever get a chance, check it out. It's really witty, really uh, good time. Um, so we're talking to them. They're like, oh, God, you guys are cool. Okay, tomorrow we, we have a show at like 2.30. Come like at 2.25. Come to the door. We'll let you in. We'll get you in the front row and stuff. It'll be awesome. The show's going to be packed. We're like, cool. So we get there, and we're walking around that day at the convention. Again, it's like, oh, God, all these nerds. It's like, are we these people? You know, it's like it just looked like a bunch of people like the, who were like the comic book guy from The Simpsons. And part of me is like, God, I don't want to be like this, man. I always thought I was really cool. You know, I thought like being a, a Star Wars geek was like going to make me look cooler. I mean, I married a woman named Leia. Somehow, everything worked out. <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm kind of getting bummed, man. So it's like about 2.30-ish, you know, we're walking over to the show, and we walk past this line of nerds, and I'm saying that affectionately, who are all just like four or 500 deep waiting to get into the Star Wars and 30 performance. And as we're walking by them, like we get to the, the front door, we're let in by a guy in a Han Solo costume, like, hey, come on, guys, just high-fiving us. And they're all kind of like, who are those guys? It's like, how, how come they get to get in? Why am I standing in line for two hours? And it's like, I'm hearing that, and I'm seeing that, and I'm like, because we're cooler. We're cooler than you are. And it started to kind of, like, feel good. Like, I'm like, yeah, no, no, no. We're, like, the coolest guys here, I think. You know, so we see the performance, and it's great. They get a standing O, and after they're done doing their ovation, they come over to us in the front row, and they're, like, high-fiving us, and they're just like, what would you think of the show? And again, the nerds around us are kind of like, why are they talking to these guys? It's like, what, what do they know? Are they friends? Who, are they like minor celebrities? Or should we know these? And like, I'm feeling this attention. I'm, I'm loving it. And I'm just, I keep reinforcing it in my head. I'm like, we're the coolest guys here. We're the coolest guys at the convention, man. Um, so next day, like, my ego's just like, you know, ballooning. It's like we walk into the convention hall and like, I feel like I'm in entourage when they got those slow motion intros and the actors just like, you know. And I'm like, yeah, you're all looking at us. That's right. And it's really going to my head. And I'm like, well, well, if I'm the coolest kid here, what should I do next, man? Because you kind of got to prove your authority, right? And I'm thinking, like, well, if I'm in prison, like, I was always told that, like, the first day, just find the biggest dude and punch the guy, man. So I'm, like, thinking, well, what do you do at a Star Wars convention like that? I'm like, well, you punch the creator of the universe. So we go to this George Lucas symposium. <laughs> and we sit down. I don't, I don't actually punch a guy, don't worry. But, like... <laughs> We're sitting, in the, we're sitting in the crowd, right? And it's like, you know, everyone's just like, oh, God, George Lucas, oh, my God, I'm in his presence. And I'm like, yeah, so what, man? You know, he's just a guy. And as he's talking about stuff, like, we just start heckling him, man. You know, we're, like, saying things like, you know, oh, man, how come his CGI slaves didn't take the jowls off his neck today? Or, like, um, you know, like, oh, he must have had a tough time trying to decide between the red flannel or the blue flannel this morning. You know, and, and we're kind of being assholes. I admit that, you know. But at one point, we kind of boo him because he talks about how he, he, you know, he redid some of the digital stuff in the first original trilogy, and we hated that. And we're booing him. And at that point, like, some of the fans are turning around like, oh, yeah, yeah, these guys know. These guys know, man. And they're like, kind of like, you know, yeah, give us fist bumps. And I'm like, that's right, man. We are your voice. It's like we're providing the critical voice that you are too afraid to say. We are the coolest guys here, you know. And my ego's going crazy. And I'm telling to my friends and convincing them. They're like, yeah, yeah, we're the coolest. 
So after that, we're walking around, and one of my friends in the group, Paul, like he's really into collecting autographs. So we went to the autograph hall, and you know, he's getting like an autograph by like some guy who played like the third Imperial officer in Empire Strikes Back. And next to him is a booth with Ralph Brown. Now, if you don't know Ralph Brown, he's like this minor British actor. He's been in a ton of things. Um, in the Phantom Menace movie, he played this dude named Rick Olay, who like flew a Nebu starship, and he had a line that was like, "Hey, the droid did it!" When R2 like put out a fire. Lame guy. Anyways, so no one no one wants his autograph. So like we just walk over a couple, me and a couple of my friends, and start talking to him. You know, just make him feel better, do some small talk, and like he he just starts throwing his attitude, man. Because I'm like, "Hey, what else you been in?" And he looked at me like. well, I suppose you could Google me. And I'm like, keep in mind, this is 2004. It's like, we don't have Googles in our pocket yet, you know? And I'm like, or you could just tell me what you've been in, man. You know? And it's like, it's such a simple, like, like statement, but there it was like this weird act of defiance. It's like, you had these nerds who are standing in line for these other people, and they looked at us almost like, oh my God, they talk to him that way. You know, it's like, they, they, they talk to the celebrities. And, and it was really empowering, because it's like, like, you've got these people who are paying $45 to get an autograph from someone who had, like, one line in a movie. And it's almost like we ripped the, the shackles off of that. You know, these guys, are, these other nerds are looking at us kind of like, holy shit, they did that? You can say that to these people? And it was, again, empowering. And my ego's going crazy. And I'm convinced, again, that we are the coolest people here. So that's, like, the last night. And I'm like, well, you know, what are the coolest kids at the party going to do to finalize this thing? Well, of course, you want to party like Motley Crue. So we make plans. We're going to go bar hopping that night. So we like talk to the actors that we met, and we're like, hey, we'll pick you up at your hotels, and we'll just kind of go around downtown. So we go to the hotels we're staying at, and like each time we pick them up, there's some like nerds in the, the lobby or like in the, the restaurant bar area, and they'd see us, and they'd come over and be like, oh, hey, you guys, yeah, yeah. Or they'd see the actors and be like, oh, hey, yeah, you guys were awesome. And like we became like Pied Piper. You know, we were like, come on, man, we're going to the bar. Come with us. And we're just taking this line of nerds downtown Indianapolis. And... <laughs> And where do we take them? Of course, to the Whistle Stop Bar, man, for jello shots. So we're there, and it's like, I don't know what time it is. It's late at night, and then my friend Tony and I, we're like behind the bar, man. And we're just like, you know, leaning up and looking at everything, like just taking, you know, glory in what we've created. Like, like we did it. We did it. We're partying with nerds. This is what we wanted. This is the best. And it was kind of weird. It kind of got debauched in a sense. Because like, like you had one guy who was like, like a hardcore nerd, and he went to this actress who played Princess Leia in the Star Wars of 30, and he's like, you know, I, I've got a wife and kids, but I think I'd leave them for you. And we're like, holy shit, did we do that? You know? And then like, like you had this other guy who like, he was, looked like a real pimp from Indianapolis, and he starts trying to sell blow to these guys. We're like, oh, my God, where the fuck did this guy come from, man? And again, we're kind of shocked, but we're also like, this is awesome. This is what we wanted, you know? And, you know, I'm like, Tony, I'm like, hey, Tony, we did it, man. We're the cool kids. And then we got confirmation of how cool we were, or at least how cool we think we were. Um, like, my friend uh, Paul is sitting there, and he's just kind of hanging, you know, and he's, he's not a real attractive, well, I shouldn't say that. He's not the most attractive guy, you know. Um, just kind of a regular geeky-looking dude with his glasses. And then all of a sudden, this, like, sexy woman, man, she just walks up to him, and she's like, hey. He's like, hello. <laughs> you know? And she just starts talking to him, and all of a sudden, she just starts making out with the guy, man. You know, and like, his throat's jumping down his neck, man. And Tony and I are like, yes, yes, we did it. And we're high-fiving, and like, you know, high-fiving Paul, even though he doesn't see us. And we're like, this is confirmation, man. We have groupies. Like, we have arrived. We are literally the coolest people at this convention. You know, screw George Lucas. And we're like, this is amazing. And then Paul, like, he kind of stops the makeout session, goes to get a drink or something. 
And then this girl that she was making out with him walks over to my friend Corey, and she starts making out with him. And we're like, oh, my God, we had that much swagger, man. It's like, it's like she couldn't just have one of us. She had to have two of us. We're just like, we are Motley Crue, man. And we're so excited, and we're so stoked. And we go back, and we're, we're partying in our room more, and we just fall asleep, and the next day we have to leave. But we're like, we did it. We ascended to the top of the ranks. We are the coolest kids at the convention by far. And I felt great about it, man. Like, I, I felt like we had transformed from something lame or at least something pedestrian, you know, and transcended that to, the, to like, the top of the Geek Mountain. But next day on that flight back to Sioux Falls, man, like, we're sitting there, and we're feeling pretty cool again. And I'm looking around, and I'm just like, oh, God, look at all these guys. If only they were as cool as us, you know. They're, that guy's still dressed like a Jedi, and he's holding his lightsaber, and that guy's got a box of toys on his lap. Oh, what a geek. And then I look at my friends, and... Corey's reading a comic book that has Star Wars people in it, and Paul's looking at the toy he bought. And Tony is complaining to us about the lame idea of uh, Chewbacca being killed when a moon falls on him in a book. True story, actually. Um, and I'm just like, holy shit. And I'm just like, what kind of delusion of grandeur did I have here? It's like, it's like we're as nerdy as all these other fuckers on this plane, man. But it felt kind of good. You know, it's like the whole time I wanted to be cooler than everybody else, but... In a sense, I'm sitting with my crew, and I'm just, like, realizing all these people here are my crew, man. We're all nerds, and there's nothing to be ashamed of, man. And that was it. So. That was Robert Morris on how things are not always exactly what we perceive. Thanks, Robert, for sharing your story. To everyone else, thank you for joining Tell Me More Live, the recorded version of our live storytelling event at the Push Comedy Theater in Norfolk, Virginia. If you'd like to join Tell Me More or help out in any way, visit tellmemorelive.org. That's tellmemorelive.org, where you will find our online submission and contact forms, a schedule of upcoming shows, and more storyteller podcasts. To keep up with the most recent podcasts, you can subscribe to Tell Me More via RSS, iTunes, and Stitcher. If that's not enough, you can always follow us on Facebook and Twitter, too. Until next time, this is Deb Markham. Reminding you, a happy ending always depends on where the story ends.